When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to the 10th anniversary of Project Down and Dirty Classic Radio. Uh, to everyone that's listening, we appreciate you being part of it. That was the lovely and talented Chap Perkins. I am Miss Shannon, and this is going to feel a little different, like so many other things that are going on in all of our universes right now. And uh, we are joined by all of our MyTalk family via Zoom, and then we will be uh, joining you via radio. So we appreciate you being part of this program today. Absolutely, you guys. So I've been following along all week and it has been so fun for me to just kind of learn about your charities and always on the last push day, it's always been really, really fun to listen to you guys do really creative things to raise the money that you so do for these awesome um, charity partners. So um, can you, can we just start by kind of talking about who you raised money for? Let's start with the morning show, Jason and Alexis. Well, we raised money for Little Brothers Friends of the Elderly, which uh, Dawn really kind of brought to us. Uh, it's Dawn, you can speak to the organization better than the rest of us. Well, it <laughs> helps fight lon- loneliness uh, with elders in, you know, it's all over the world. It's a worldwide organization that was started in World War II. And it's here in the Twin Cities. Um, I had a chance to be a a visiting volunteer with a lovely 90-year-old named Iris. And um, she was my best friend for two years and I hers. And we loved each other. And it was a wonderful relationship that I'll never forget. And it just meant so much to both of us. And this money that we're raising uh, brings programs once once the pandemic is over, <laughs> this money um, will go towards getting out programs. They have several different programs. Right now, they're focusing on uh, their phone companions program. And if you listen to uh, Jason and Alexis in the morning on Tuesdays, you'll hear Liz. She is our phone companion, and she is just wonderful. So this is just really important because there's so many people out there that are isolated right now. And this organization is just so wonderful so oh it's been really cool to hear all about it and you guys raising money um and then don and donna moving on you guys were doing the uh, steve and don and steve show for alina's care for caregivers what what are they all about that's right so alina started this program and specifically for covid19 at this point it's become even more important where, um, you know, these people are healthcare workers, all of them from doctors and nurses to uh, technicians in, in the lab and people at the front desk at a hospital, at the ER. 
Um, what they do is, you know, they're not immune to coming down with a, you know, financial crisis because of maybe a family member has been furloughed or somebody comes down with COVID in their family and then they have to take time away and it puts a financial stress on them while also trying to take care of us. So sure. what it does is it provides um, financial support so that they can continue to pay their bills, whether that be their, their car payment, their mortgage payment, to pay for daycare, whatever it is, what they apply for it. And Alina has set this fund up for all of their employees so that um, they're, they have a matching fund. So when people like us um, donate, they have um, vowed to match that up to a certain dollar amount. My understanding is it's a million dollars. So this, they've got a lot of employees and this can go a really long way. So we're just so grateful that we got to help support this cause. Also, they're like our unsung, you know, angels on earth, you know, um, nurses and healthcare workers. Right. And then every meal that was Colleen and Bradley, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Please. We, um, it's, it's kind of a no brainer, right? Um, The facts are basically that 300,000 kids in Minnesota are living with food insecurity. And so every meal is able to help fill that gap, meet that need. Um, Every dollar that's uh, contributed is helping kids get access to that food. And oftentimes they work with Um, School systems, uh, for example, Minneapolis Public Schools, they're able to work in conjunction. People don't realize, I don't think, I certainly didn't realize until we started working with Every Meal, formerly um, uh, the Sheridan Story. story. They um, first came into our lives in a previous project down in Dirty, and I guess I didn't really realize truly how much of a, a need there was in our community and that schools can't necessarily meet that whole need. So every meal is able to come in um, and make sure that kids get access to food. And I mean, I could go on and on, but um, it's kind of a no brainer. You, if there are kids in our, in our very own backyard who aren't able to get access to food, um, we just want to make sure that we meet that need as, as much as we can. And it's wonderful that you got to share that story because if you hadn't, if you weren't familiar with it, you can just imagine how many of our MyTalk family weren't familiar with it at all. So being able to bring that to everybody's attention is fantastic. And finally, another friend of ours, Springboard for the Arts. So Lori, Julia, are you guys going to talk about us or are we going to start? Uh, Julia is going to oh, describe okay. it. She, We're going to unmute you. Okay. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Can you hear me? Lori, Lori doesn't know Zoom. Lori, I, I repeat, Lori does, does not, not know Zoom. Zoom. I repeat, I repeat, Lori does not know how to Zoom. Uh, you Lori, can that mouse and then just click right there or at least hit your space bar. Okay, she's not even trying. I repeat, uh, she's yeah, not yeah, even yeah, trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there we go. Can you guys, can you, oops, I've done something wrong, I think. No, we can hear no, you. No, we got you. You're good. You're perfect. Okay, yep. can you guys remind people how they can watch us? Yes. Yes, we can. Let's let's let Lori tell us about Springboard for the Arts and then everybody if you want to go we'll give all the information on where you can find us as well. Okay, okay. So, so Springboard, Springboard for, the for the Arts is an economic and community development organization that supports artists that make money doing art in in our community and it's the programs that have um Help artists make a living and a life. And a lot of them, we know, don't have jobs right now. It's been seven months um, since people have been able to gather and watch performances in live theater and orchestras or in um, bars, big restaurants, big things, um, big venues. 
and they have this emergency relief fund that is really just helping people survive right now um, right. in our community, as well as they have this other arm of education where they give, Catherine was telling us um, yesterday, they give um, free legal advice. They help people if they want to help with copywriting their own material or intellectual properties. So they've got an education arm. Plus they reach out in the community via art and try to do different things, bringing people in that way. It's a great organization and mm-hmm. our, our local People are really needing it right now, so we've been delighted. We're really, really bummed out that one of us didn't take off our clothes to raise more money, but B. <laughs> Arthur was just like, no one is doing that. Where's Steve? Where's Steve? Oh, he's got he that got away show. with it. He got to do it. in 20 minutes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Have that on lock is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Taking off the clothes to take care of. But he did do a great job of just er- in- encouraging everybody and going, you know, we don't always think about how our artists um are doing during this and especially when you know you you hear that moniker starving artists you people think that it's cute for all of us artists to be broke and Mm -hmm. so for you guys to sit there and go no it actually is a profession and is hurting as much as everybody else and it's difficult you know and i know that davina and kat and you know we can all uh speak to this as well right Right. yeah tell that story 100 percent so it's devastating so it's really wonderful that springboard can do that for artists in general you know even pre-covid they would help uh artists even just with running their business and how to be as successful as you can just generally so it's really cool that Lori and julie are doing that by the way that's the voice of that is one of my favorite humans and musicians in the twin cities area from davina and the the vagabonds thank you so much for joining us and being part of project down and dirty classic radio war of the worlds it had to be really fun for you i want to like jump right into this like talking about that because um davina it must have been really cool for you to be a part of this and kenny was this your first time doing project down and dirty yeah uh yeah i was a virgin until what, this week what was it like being a radio actor all week uh that part was fun uh i think i missed my calling i would rather do that than pretty much anything else <laughs> it was a lot of no fun. way did you have this like revelation like this is it this is what i should be doing uh kind of kind Kind of, yeah. Um, especially, I got to play a lot of really small roles, and I found that very enjoyable mm-hmm. uh, because I'm an awful actor and I'm not a very good voice character. <laughs> um, so my roles were short and sweet and a lot of fun, and I actually got to play myself. Which, oh my uh, gosh! You know, that's pretty. That easy. is <laughs> absolutely so cool, Davina. For you, also, is this your first time being part of Project Down and Dirty in general? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was really cool, and I got the. I got a Twitter from Julia and I almost <laughs> died. And then um and then it just started, you know, would you like to do this? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Um and they told me about the four charities and they told me what they were doing creatively and I just thought it was so spot on for these That's times as awesome. well. So it was a lot of fun. I mean, I did have very important lines as well. <laughs> I, um, so, you know, but no, and it, was, it was so much fun. Was, I counted. To one more but before we, we move on. Jason, I, I wanted to ask you so badly two things before we go to break here. I wanted to ask you, were you so relieved that you didn't have to like live with everyone and deal with like Julia drama and come on. <laughs> and was it really different for you to go into like the, the, the radio acting part, you know, as, as, as opposed to being a host? 
you know, I know I have, and it's much earned that I had the reputation that I don't always enjoy <laughs> the project down and dirties. Um, but no, I, I went into this one. I was really excited. I mean, Kenny, no, and, and, and B Arthur said it right off the bat. She always Lex and I always ask her uh, before we know the topic, it is our tradition to ask her the following question, who will love it the most and who will hate it the most. We always do that on our show. And she said that Kenny and Bradley and I would love it probably the most. And I think it's because yeah. I'm an old, you know, we're all old broadcasting yeah. nerds. Right. So, uh, and she was right. I mean, this was just, I, it, look, I, I, I actually missed uh, flirting with Julia. Yay! And I missed, I, you know, I missed and it I, too, and I honey. And Colleen and I were talking about this when I subbed for Brad for just for with Bradley for Bradley one segment, you know, we, we may jokingly complain about this and and but this this week every year is really the only time that all of us get to spend uh, an, an inordinate amount of time together. And it's not a PR line to say that we all really get along and we have fun together. And that was really missing this year. And um Damn you, COVID. But uh, but no, but we all embraced it, and I certainly did. And it was, I think this will go down uh, as probably one of my favorites, probably top five, which I'm sure all of us will rate it in the second hour as we look back at 10 years. But yeah, definitely top five for me. Right. We're also going to have some great information about what did go on as you were creating this radio drama. And when we come back, we're going to talk to the creative team behind War of the Worlds on My Talk 1071. Everyone, thank you for joining us. You're listening to the Project Down and Dirty Reunion Show. We'll be right back on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Project Down and Dirty. My Talk 1071. I'm Kat Perkins. I am joined with the entire staff at My Dog 1071, all the hosts, all of our favorite people, and our uh, other co-host, Miss Shannon Paul. You hear her on the weekends. We are doing Project Down and Dirty, classic radio drama, War of the Worlds. Welcome, yeah. everyone. And we want to make sure that we say thank you to our presenting sponsors that help make this all possible, to 360 Painting and Dr. Anesthetics. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate all of our sponsors each and every year that help us raise all that we have been able to raise over this 10-year run uh, to support all these organizations here in the Twin Cities. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my goodness. We are joined by um, the War of the Worlds creative team. I'm a little bit, I don't know, I'm starstruck a little bit. So I'm very excited to um, to let you guys know that we are joined by Peter Rothstein, who is the director. Hello. And Carl Diemer, who is the production director. Hello. Hey, Carl. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Podcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Jason Hansen, who I've known for years, who was the musical director, and Catherine Horowitz, I've heard so much about you over the course of this week's sound effects director. And Jeffrey Hatcher, the writer of our comedic War of the Worlds uh, that's airing tonight. You guys, he wrote The Good Liar with Helen Mirren and Ian McClellan. Let's give it up for him. Oh, round of applause. So So good. Thank you all for taking time out of your busy schedules to join us and to help uh, deal with all of our team. Uh, We know that sometimes when you're, uh, especially when our our MyTalk bosses are building the people that are supporting Project Down and Dirty, a lot of times they're like, wait, what? Are you, you know, so thank you so much for just diving in and providing such an amazing script and teaching them so much because it is just I've watched some of the um, behind the scenes and the run throughs that they were doing and it's just been fantastic like even watching like Donna figure out how to make snow sounds and all these things it's been fantastic so thank you all for joining us so Kat who should we start with who do you want to hear from first from the production team. Well, I think we should talk to Miss Catherine Horowitz. Um, I have been watching little bits that happen online when you are doing these sound effects. And and I also heard a really funny story that Alexis didn't know that it was called Foley. Right. And I think she called it Folly, which is even funnier. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I know now. That's amazing. I learned all about Jack and the whole process and to see what you use to make sound effects. I yeah, so, it's actually yeah. named after a guy. That, that's yes. why it's called yes. Foley. Yes. Named after, yeah, yeah. I actually <laughs> fell in love with um, with Foley stuff just in, in watching the movie Annie when they were just cutting to those radio shows, those old time radio shows where the yeah. women were tapping on their hands. Uh, so I'm like completely intrigued by what you do. And I guess I want to ask you, like, what did you do? Did you did you get nervous thinking about doing this show? And how did you come up with what you needed to do? Were you already set or did you have to be really creative? That's a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little column A, a little column B. I, I don't know that I was nervous so much as I was like super excited to be able to do this sort of creative project. Um, As I said to Lori and Julia yesterday on air, you know, I did a lot of experimenting with different sound effects in my basement studio. Um, So I'm sure my husband was wondering what the heck was going on. Actually, he probably wasn't because he's used to this by now. Right. (laughs) Um, But just sort of just sitting there with a bunch of different objects, just playing around and figuring (laughs) it out and writing it down. And so some of it I kind of already knew, like how to create the sound of snow using a whole lot of cornstarch. Thank you, Donna, um, for getting dirty. Um, (laughs) Although the cabbage was a last minute thing because we didn't want to get Donna's boots dirty. And so we just, you know, we sort of improvised. And that's what a lot of this is about. A lot of this is just about creative improvisation and that's what I love to do. So, yeah. Amazing. Yes. And Jeffrey Hatcher, our amazing script, you created this uh, comedic war of the worlds tonight. So as you were grafting this and I saw them do some of the, the, the initial practice reads and it's so funny and so charming. So how did you create this world for all of our MyTalk family? Well, first, I should thank you for saying that uh, we took time out of our busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on, on my on my schedule at four o'clock, it says second nap of the day. Right. Um, Fair enough. Uh, 
Well, you know, The War of the Worlds was done in 1938 by Orson Welles' Mercury Theater. It was written by Howard Koch, so we should say that. And so early on, uh, the idea was, well, let's set it in Minnesota in 38. And uh, then I gave Peter a draft, and he said, yeah, that's great. It's supposed to be funny, but um, you know, maybe the next draft. So uh, very quickly, I've been uh, rewriting it over the course of the week. And what's kind of it's, it's a lot of fun to write for people's particular skills and voices. So we had a, a first read-through, and very quickly you get to know, oh, she's got that kind of voice, and he's that kind of guy. And uh, so there were a lot of rewrites that were tailored to people's uh, – um, personas, let's say, and in jokes and things like that. It's funny. Uh, Pete, it's so funny. It's funny. I, can, I cannot wait to hear it. Before I ask Peter what I want to ask him, I do want to let, let the public know that you can buy tickets to see this. Yes. And what you need to do is just go to the website. It's mytalk1071.com. And then you'll buy a ticket for $10. And then what will happen is you'll get a private YouTube link and you can start watching at 7 p.m. tonight, or then you can watch it at your leisure until right. Sunday at 11 p.m. Uh, so I cannot. People who are familiar with binging, if you were like, I just can't do things right when I'm supposed to do things, don't worry. <laughs> yes. You can still binge. Fine. Whatever works for you, you can accommodate that. Now, Peter, I want to ask you because I know you as a more of a theatrical director and working in the theater and. Now, I know that this is still acting and it's a show, but how much different was it to produce and direct something that was radio and meant to be heard uh, than seen? No, that's, that's a great question. Uh, we were editing the final version of the video this afternoon, and Catherine and Jason and I were working with Carl, and we kept saying, oh, we can't, we have to shut our eyes and not look at the TV because it's the humor <laughs> landing or or... Do we get that that's an airplane taking off just by the sound of it versus kind of relying on the visual sense for the comedy or the storytelling? So I, I'm a very much a visual director. And so I, I kind of forced myself this week to just close my eyes. And but but actually, because of COVID, everyone was in cubicles. And so I actually couldn't see the actors' faces for any of the the rehearsals or the recording. So, um, which is the, uh, a first for that, but in some ways it was probably good because, uh, because again, we're designing an audio experience versus, versus a visual one. Right, so it felt a little more authentic is what you're saying because it had to have that kind of distance in it? Yeah. And just because of these, we were all spread out in this huge room. That's your sales department, but everyone was in their own cubicle. So we weren't in a rehearsal room where we could kind of see each other. You know. Yep. Sure. Yeah. That is absolutely insane. I cannot wait to, again to hear it tonight. And Jason, I want to bring it to you because. Well, you know, actually, Kat, can I interrupt you? Uh, yeah. Just like Lori, B. Arthur does not know, <laughs> know. how to use Zoom. I was just going to say. Muted. I yeah. just texted uh, her. <laughs> but we're bringing in Rocco, which is good because Rocco didn't get a chance to say hi before we went uh, came into this next segment. So, uh, well, welcome, Rocco, our uh, production and all things extraordinaire over at um, My Talk 1071. Good to hear from you. Yeah. So, Good to hear from you, Rocco. And she came back. Jason, you yelled at her. Now she broke it worse. Rocco, we'll figure you out in a second. Uh, but speaking of music, our music director, Jason Hansen, is with us as well. So back from our production team. And so what was it like working on this project for you, Jason? 
Well, it's a really collaborative experience because uh, you don't really know until you're in the room hearing what the performers are saying and, and hearing the way the lines go, really what to do. So the music for a project like this is really kind of making it up on the spot and uh, and going, oh, no, that's the right the right mood here. And maybe I should change to a different sound for that kind of music. Um, you know, being a theater person, I really know underscoring um, and know how you sort of don't want people to know that there's music happening. You just want them to feel the 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 way that the, the music makes you feel. Um, but for this, especially because it's a spoof and Jeffrey's written such great stuff, um, you almost in times want to notice that change. So it's walking that fine line of, of being hidden as a as a musician, but also playing something really uh, important at the right moment. Well, it's about time for us to take our next break, but when we get back, I think it'll be great to talk to everyone about their characters in Project Down and Dirty War of the Worlds and find out how they got into character and what they thought about it. So remember, you can go to our website, mytalk1071.com, get your ticket. It all, again, helps support this great organization. You could be able to watch it starting at 7 p.m. all the way through 11 p.m. on Sunday night. And with that, we'll be right back. You're listening to Project Down and Dirty, classic radio drama on My Talk 1071. Classic radio war of the worlds and they have been raising money all week for amazing charity partners and also we should say that we've got presenting sponsors um for the reunion show and that's 360 painting and dr ann aesthetics i'm kat perkins i'm here with miss shannon and we're so happy to be joining you again but it does seem cat like it did just fly by like you and i just saw each other talking about this last year in a completely different uh subject and venue and we'll end up talking about that in our second hour um but we w- did want to come back and and kenny you had a great question for peter or a great comment for peter our director during the break do you mind sharing that again Would you- oh i have comments for everybody actually <laughs> um, but it was just so pleasant working with peter and what i said during the break was we would before we would shoot a scene and sometimes the scene would take you know three four takes uh, we'd always do a practice and then uh, take one, take two. And after every horrible take or horrible <laughs> practice, Peter would say, oh, that's great, guys. That was really good. But then can we do it this way? And it was just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not used to that kind of, those kind of kind words. Directed <laughs> at me. I'm used to working with Amy Daniels where she calls me and said, what is your problem, you idiot? Stop <laughs> making those kind of references. You know, so it was a lot of fun working with Peter. And uh, my comment for Jeffrey was I was so blown away by the constant rewrites. Not only was there a rewrite overnight, but there would be rewrites um, during the course of the day. And I'm wondering if that's normal on a normal production, if there are that many rewrites happening as the production is being shot. And, and, Jeffrey, and you want me? I'll, I'll, I'll reply as I did before. You you rewrite for years before they shoot the film, and then somebody else rewrites it while you're not there. <laughs> okay. Right. And I also. But I think the amount of rewrites that happened this week. I mean, literally a week ago, I was reading Jeff's script and thought, "Oh, he's done a great job localizing it." I, I thought we made it clear that we were going to spoof the drama, not create a drama and, never, and maybe that was never said so, so i never quite got i didn't know why dan was giving me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars uh, because i'm one of the elderly that the little people visit i also while i have uh, the floor i also have a question for catherine catherine if we were going to do this live 
how many bodies would you need to pull off all of those sound effects? Wow. Um, I think at our, mo at our at our height, we had five. I, I'm going to say we would probably have needed like six or seven at the very least to do all the sound effects live. Oh, my God. And it was more than I had expected. If I could do it over again, I would have... I would have been a little more organized about how many people we needed, but um, yeah, it's a it's a deal. <laughs> That's what I really wow. missed about not actually being there. Um, I wish I would have been there in person so I could have done some of that stuff. That's really really fascinating to me. You've got a fun job. <laughs> and Catherine, repeat what you said. You went down to talk to um, our production director from your team, Carl, as well. Is he with you by now, Catherine? Carl's right here. Hi, Carl. Our, our production director for War of the Worlds that's airing tonight. You guys go get your ticket. Yes, rock971.com. Go ahead and get your ticket. You'll be able to watch it starting at 7 p.m. People are still feverishly getting things together, and it's going to be fantastic once you guys be able to be a part of it. And so, Peter, we really appreciated the, all the work that you did holistically, but a lot of this is character-based. Um, and so working with our team to do their characters. So for everyone that's out there, um, Jason and, and, and Alexis and Don and Donna, let, let's go through and we'll just talk about your characters in general. So yes. we started with Jason before. So how about we start with Holly? Why don't you tell us, we'll start again in the middle of, the, of our family. So Holly, do you want to tell us about your character? Sure. So I was kind of like Penny, where I had a bunch of little characters mm -hmm. and those characters were added during the rewrite process but mainly i hung out with Catherine, and i was doing a lot of the foley sound work behind me she killed it she killed it <laughs> it was a lot of fun and man i gotta work out <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. am not surprised you were amazing at it holly you were amazing at everything all right now how about colleen, colleen yeah colleen we haven't heard from you i want i cannot wait to hear about your character right See, so my character was professor pearson and in the original war of the worlds professor pearson is a man hey. and the fact that professor pearson in our version of war of the worlds is not a man and in fact is a woman figures very heavily into her story arc gotcha. so just listen for that, that um, but kind of a people. well done you're so good Colleen. A, oh stop you were you're so good julia oh, i know but back to you <laughs> back to you <laughs> no but it was you know and it was a fun role to play it was, she was more of a kind of a like straight shooter mm -hmm. and so the humor sure. was sort of like under the straight delivery of things right. so thank you to jeffrey hatcher for writing such a fun fun role cool yeah. all right julia your turn you wanted to talk about your character let us hear all about <laughs> i it. really didn't but i just that's wanted to get for interrupting <laughs> that's what mm -hmm. i get for interrupting mm -hmm. raise my raising money for springboard for the arts right now you can donate my talk uh -oh. keyword project um okay i was flossy it wasn't a big what was your last name flossy flossy hevelfinger thank you Oh, I almost said a bad nice. word. So that's, <laughs> okay, so that came out right. All right. You're and fine. I, I wasn't too out of character. I played kind of a floozy, boozy, flirty gal. Little sister. Single lady. Little sister. And a little sister to boot of Lori. Who, yeah. that's, and I I was amazing, I'm sure. So if they had I Tinder back in 1938, role. your character would have been that person. If they had what? If they had Tinder in 1938, that oh, would have been Oh, sweet. Kid. Slam. But okay, sure. I'll take it. 
<laughs> All right, Bradley Trainer, I, I want to hear so much about your character and, and if you actually really enjoyed this um, being doing character acting and not just hosting. I mean, absolutely. That's like my favorite thing in the world, that showing up and getting to, you know, um, make up voices. Um. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And be silly. Okay, sign me. Yeah. character was actually, I played opposite Colleen for a big chunk, right? I think we were mostly um, working together. Carl Phillips. Um, he's sort of the man on the scene, the reporter on the scene who's giving you like the play-by-play, the blow-by-blow of what's going down. But he's also apparently a little bit of a misogynist, and by a little bit I mean very much a misogynist, <laughs> which worked uh, wonderful opposite um, Colleen's role, um, and the two sort of were, were kind of going back and forth under the surface. So that was a lot of fun to have that tension. Describe for the audience what they're seeing. Fantastic. Very cool. Uh, I want to go over to Lori because I, did I hear that you had your role taken away from oh. you or what is the story here? You have no idea how much sleep I lost. Uh, <laughs> Over the idea of having to act that long with my voice, with that many words, in a character I didn't understand. And I realized I'm a one-minute actor. I'm like Kenny. I can do anything for one minute. I can kind of ad-lib. In a, but this, and, and, I, and luckily, and then I didn't know what I was doing on Zoom, so clearly I'm not approved to be an astronomer. And I sent Amy a note. I texted her right away. I said, so many lines. I think I'm the wrong actor. No hard feelings if you need to reassign. No word from her. No word. I wake up in the morning. I mean, I, I watch videos of Mrs. Howell. I thought maybe I could do Mrs. Howell. Anyway, no, it was terrible. Then I call B in the morning. She goes, oh, we took it away from you last night. <laughs> It was clear, clearly the wrong a person. I'm play. I'm in the role I was really born to play on the radio. You know this bossy, sister, bossy older the sister, bossy older sister of yes. uh, Julia. Not a stretch bossy. for us, no. mm-hmm. Mrs. Erndahl. Although I've never called myself Mrs. Uh, but that's all right. Oh. Yeah, there you go. So you did eventually settle it. It sounds like it, really it was beautiful. I had like ten lines. It was like perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I just can I just bust them because the two of them were very go ahead. The two of them were really worried about um, how to do a Minnesota accent, and all of us were like, "You guys, you are the most Minnesota of all of us." Talk. You are the most. We really wanted to act. We wanted to just like for a minute act, but we realized, geez, we're maybe we're not even that good at that. Well, we know we're not good at that. Yeah, that's a nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're you ready know, to lip sync. 
right. you do a really good Mrs. Howell, maybe next year you and Jason or you and Bradley could do Mr. And Mrs. Thurston Howell the early years oh. before they got on the before, oh, I <laughs> before the boat, that's I why, it. They, why they packed all that stuff for the three-hour cruise. <laughs> well, before we go break, I think we have time to get one more, one more response. So let's go to Don. And Don, what did you do this uh, during our radio drama? Uh, I played a couple of roles. I played primarily Levita Braunschweiger, who great is station manager. Yeah, great name. And um, she's somebody who. Um, was written very well. And if I was funny at all, it's because of Jeffrey Hatcher's amazing lines. Um, she's somebody who just is waiting for her chance to be able to be on the radio and speak and um, definitely delivering the sponsorships that are being missed because oh. of this Martian invasion. Check out Steve. I'm sorry, everyone out there. Are, uh, everyone who's on Zoom and everybody who's on Facebook Live, we were just assaulted ah, by a Steve yeah. Patterson coming into the room. Oh, um, oh, God. oh, God. oh God. Naked with a cowboy hat? Why do you, why am I getting shades of a little kid at Christmas? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. Okay. Well, while we try to handle why there's now naked assaulting all of our eyes, uh, we will come back. We'll figure out why there is oh, somebody that doesn't seem to have all their clothes on on Zoom. And we'll also talk to the rest of our team about their characters that are part of Project Down and Dirty Classic Radio. We'll be right back on My Talk 1071. Oh, welcome back to the Project Down and Dirty reunion show. This year we are doing Project Down and Dirty Classic Radio, and it is War of the Worlds. Our presenting sponsors are 360 Painting, Dr. Ann Aesthetics, and you know what? I, I just got this little fun fact Down. that I think you guys should know because this is the 10th anniversary this year of Project Down and Dirty. And they Project Down and Dirty has raised over $593,000 wow. for Twin Cities Charities right. in those last that's, nine years. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. That's fantastic. Holy crap. And we oh, do man. that courtesy uh, and thanks to all of our MyTalk family out there. We really appreciate yes. everybody who makes those donations. And you guys always rise to the occasion. I know lots of times when our hosts are making their appeals for their charities, we'll get to that point where we're saying, we just need a little more to get to this milestone. And each and every time our MyTalk family always steps up and they always uh, 100%. Uh, yeah, do above and beyond. And so our hearts are just full with gratitude. Um, for the best listeners in the whole world. Right. They, really are. they are. And it's and it's just an attest to what you guys do, right? As hosts and and how you are just amazing human beings and you guys really do a great thing with Project Down and Dirty even though I know some years it's uncomfortable, which we'll get into next hour so we we'll talk about years past and um I just want to mention too that our charity partners this year are Little Brothers Friends of the Elderly, Alina's Care for Caregivers, Every Meal, which was formerly the Sheridan Story, and Springboard for the Arts. Now, we left you hanging talking about all of the characters that these My Talk hosts had to embody and completely, you know, do acting instead of just hosting on the radio. So and we were hijacked by one of our most pronounced characters, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Steve Patterson from the Donna and Steve show. So welcome to the AKA show. Woody. <laughs> Yeah, I came right from uh, Twin Cities Live, and this was the costume that my co-host chose for me today. It's and then I texted I Donna it. right before I went on, and I said, should I just come on shirtless, continuing the thread of what happened today on our radio show? And she, and if you, Donna, if you would have said no, I would have strapped this right up in the back and <laughs> it's all in there. But Donna 
said yes and had four exclamation points. And that's all this <laughs> idiot means to do things that he later regrets. Yeah, I'm in full agreement. I love it. Is Donna is now the team enabler. Uh, we are <laughs> now that we know Me too. That. Yeah. yeah, and Don. Steve doesn't take much, though. Everybody has that friend in their friend group, and Steve is this. These are the two people. I describe him this way all the time. You know, there's always that one guy who's willing to take his shirt off, and that one dude that starts playing a guitar in a room. And he's both. He's both. He's both. <laughs> he's both of your friends. Kind of the worst. Why? Yeah, I know. Nobody wants either of those things. By the way, me without my shirt, or certainly me shirtless, then playing the guitar. But you now the good news was we were able to raise money. Um, not because it was like, oh, that'll be hot. Like I'm a father of four children who doesn't exercise regularly. This wasn't like a hot situation. And I was there in my bath towel and I did have to put underwear on because I thought if I stand up at yeah. some point during the Zoom broadcast and this- You'll be tubing. Way, right. you'll, be, yeah. you'll be tubing. You'll be tubing. You'll be tubing. I agree with you, Lori. <laughs> hey, hey, I have a question for Jason Matheson. I haven't heard from in a hot second here. Um, but I wanted to ask you, I wanted to, I wanted to ask about your character, but I really want to kind of just change of direction for a second. I want to ask you your thoughts on, on the creative team and, and, and how you saw this whole process sort of play out and how they helped uh, you do what you needed to do for this. Well, I think Jeffrey Thatcher is a perfect example of it. And it kind of melds both questions. So uh, on night one on Monday on our cold read night, when you know Lori had a 13 minute monologue, um, <laughs> I uh, I was texting of, you, so worried. I know, and Julie and I were texting each other naughty things and trying to make each other laugh, like Kenny and I are doing right now to each other. But anyway, I die. I uh, you can see that on Facebook Live. Anyway, um, no, uh, one of the roles I was getting right, one of the roles I was assigned was flight commander, and this was the third character this was my final character of the night i had done two others i i had done orson wells i kind of opened the show and i closed the show and then i play kind of a butch um military guy who i can't think of his name but it doesn't much matter but i have in the script it just lists as flight commander and i thought to myself okay i've played kind of a version of myself with orson wells and then i have to act really 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 straight with the the commander guy how can I make this flight guy different? So I decided to pull a character from the morning show when we do birthday pranks, and his name is Lance de Havilland Colby, who yeah. I, I will yeah. politely say makes me look like Charlton Heston or the Marlboro Man. Quite. Quite. And um, and it's actually based on a character that I used to do in my first TV job. I When I worked at CCO, I would answer the tip line, the news tip line, like during Wheel of Fortune. And I would be like, hi, WCCO, this is Lance. <laughs> no way. And people would, you know, be calling, you know, calling in news tips and they wouldn't do it because they thought, <laughs> uh, they're like, who is this lunatic answering the WCCO news tip line? Anyway, that's great. So I was worried that Jeffrey, I haven't said this before publicly, I was worried. I'm reading Jeffrey Thatcher's, Jeffrey Hatcher's words and I got to, and I thought, well, I'm going to do it. So I read this flight commander as, as Lance. 
And the next day I waited for the notes from, from either Jeffrey or Peter of like, you know, Jace, why don't we calm the blank down just a little bit? <laughs> you know, you're at Patterson. We need you at Bradley. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, you know, um, so, yeah. so no, actually Jeffrey being the genius that he is, um, he turned the flight commander, he redid it to be Lance. And I will tell you, and Alexis, my partner in crime can back, back me up on this, that section, because I play off Alexis, is my favorite part because it's Lance and Alexis trying to be a man. Um, <laughs> so there's, I mean, I don't need to say anything more. Um, yeah, so that crying. speaks... And Jeffrey did that in like 20 minutes. So that speaks to him, that speaks to Peter, and that speaks to everybody behind the scenes. I love that. I should say that I did say to Peter after the first reading, is Jason gay? (laughs) 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 I mean, look at Bradley's face. Be more gay. (laughs) Well, Jeffrey, let me tell you. Uh, Bradley, I'm sorry. I hope that doesn't upset you. I'm a homosexual, Brad. <laughs> Nobody's Thank you for perfect. sharing your truth, Jason. We appreciate you sharing your truth. Definitely. <laughs> okay, so I think we still need to hear from Donna and Alexis, right? I think we, uh, we'll get to Yes, and Davina. And Davina, I also want to make sure we talk about all of that. So why don't we go to Donna first? Okay, are we talking about our characters? Yes, please. Go for it, yeah. Okay, so I am announcer to... And so I was kind of bouncing off of Steve's character, which started out as like a Howard Cosell. And so I was trying to talk choppy too, because we thought that's how they talked back then. Stick them up, yeah. <laughs> so, so we were doing that whole thing. Steve then turned into Obama. Accidentally. Which he didn't realize because he would Howard start Cosell. Like, Howard start Cosell. And then he started as Cosell. Then he start. Then he ended up as Obama, where he would go. You got to start real slow, and then you and real fast. You know. So he was doing that like popcorn. Time, I was trying to keep up with him, and I was thinking I was a dude. My character was a guy. Right. And then I come to read, and there's these lines that all of a sudden I'm a woman, and I'm like, oh no, because Peter started saying like oh you get the joke because you're a woman i'm like well i thought i was a man (laughs) and my voice changed from i thought i was done recording at some point and then the i don't know yesterday there were like all these other lines and i'm like oh my god i don't steve's not here i don't remember how to do my voice (laughs) no idea how to do it so you're gonna notice like a difference in (laughs) the character because i just I was a mess and I was just trying to, I was just trying to talk choppy. Like, <laughs> I can't oh, wait. And, but did you have It's progression, Donna. It's yeah, a yes. huge character arc. You just, you found the progression. <laughs> Peter, see, Peter, are you a parent? Are you a dad? Because you really do that like, first we're going to give you all the positive reinforcement. Yes. And then it's going to be like, yes. yeah. You can be the director. Mm-hmm. Better. Yes. 
Peter, you are a father to our entire My Talk team. We appreciate everything <laughs> so that you did, ushering them through that. And Kat, we do need to go to our break now. And I know we still need to hear from the rest of our staff. And now that Steve is here, we're going to hear from him. We'll also get to Alexis as well. And we, of course, want to make sure that we get some information from Davina, from Davina and the Vagabonds. Again, thank you all. You can still get your tickets. Go to MyTalk1071.com. Buy your ticket. You can start watching Project Down and Dirty Classic Radio Drama, Our War of the Worlds, tonight at 7 p.m. all the way through Sunday at 11 p.m. And we'll remind you about that and all of our sponsors when we come back. You're listening to Project Down and Dirty Reunion Show on My Talk 1071. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. 